0: We're getting in college all over again. We've got less than 24 hours before the NFL season kicks off, so we're gonna have a blast talking football before we break some fricking tables watching the Buffalo Bills tomorrow night. So grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen.
1: Let's do this.
0: Welcome to 4th Jam and Goal. We've got NFL football tomorrow kickoff, Uh, so we're going to go over some previews to the season. We're going to talk a little college football that was rocking and rolling this weekend, and then we're going to give you our final overall uh, expectations from the NFC and AFC South. Before we do all that, I'd like my friend Dick to not only introduce himself, but raise that shot glass high in the air that I have prepared and not let him know about until right now. You say Ram Meow? Right now, buddy.
2: All right. Down the hatch. Let's Three, do a Meow. Two, one. Salud. Oh, oh, man. Oh, oh, Go ahead and hit them with the socials, my
0: friend.
1: All right. Dramers, Kurt, appreciate that intro. So, shots being shots, it's time to fire a shot right over the bow and get this football season started. Um, and when we're talking about All everything fourth ram. We want to know that we're going to have you covered all the way through the football season. Try to do as many recordings as possible. And in order to make sure that you have all of those, you get all the notifications. Make sure you're subscribing to us on Instagram at Fourth Ram. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well, at sign 4 T H D R A M. And make sure you're subscribing, liking, following us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Google. Audible, CastBox, all those podcast streaming services. And give us a visit over to 4 and Goal. It's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L.com. See a little bit more about us. And if you have any questions or comment about the show, uh, got any topics for us to cover, shoot us an email at 4 and Goal at gmail.com. So with that, Kurt, uh, I think we should talk a little bit about what we're, we're drinking tonight, give the listeners a little know-how, and then maybe kick it around a little bit. What do you think?
0: Absolutely, I agree. Uh, you want to do some kicking or some detailing first?
1: Uh, let's do some detailing first. And let's kick the shit out of it after that. So let's talk about what's in our glass tonight. We are looking at nine banded the weeded bourbon. This is a total wine and more single barrel pick. Comes in at a proof of one hundred and nine, so it's fifty four point five percent. And this one is a little bit more expensive than their o- other offerings, which are typically in that $30 to $40 price range, um, right at $60 to $65, right out of Austin, Texas. So, Kurt, have you had Nine Banded before?
0: Just when you brought some over uh, that one weekend and uh, tasted it briefly, kind of wanted to save my thoughts for this episode, because when I tasted it, I gave it one of those like, mmm. Mm, we'll see. Uh, So I didn't want to give it a judgment after we had had several whiskeys that night and different flavors going on. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited to give it a proper review tonight.
1: Yeah, this is their strongest offering. So I would say if you like proof, um, this comes out at 109, like I stated. If you like proof and you don't like this, I don't know that you're going to like their other products because they're all around 90 so, this is kind of the, the sweet spot that we talk about a lot that 100, 110, 115. Uh, so, we'll, we'll give you our ratings as we get through the show. But with that being said, uh, Kurtz, any uh, adventures you've taken lately?
0: Uh, no, I uh, just the usual going downtown Houston, enjoying my city, loving it. Uh, other than that, man, just kind of chilling. You were filling me in on some new TV shows that you've been watching. Yeah, man,
1: I was able to watch the, uh, what is that, like Untold or something on Netflix? can't remember the name of it, but... Same it was a-
0: people who did the tail.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, and it was about the ref that got caught for cheating, allegedly, for um, calling games. It was uh, pretty interesting because all that happened, you know, very much in our childhood in that timeline. But I don't remember that being like a thing that we talked about. Um, I don't remember, you know, that being a main headline. I know it was in retrospect, but uh, it was really eye-opening. I mean, I got to watch it firsthand. I was like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I do remember that. But I don't remember this whole thing being a thing. So um, definitely pretty interesting. Did you get a chance to check
0: that out at all? Uh, I have not, and partly because it was such a thing that I remember. No, see. Um, it's in, I see. I think the Tayo thing was also something that was overplayed, and I was not going to watch it until you kind of convinced me. Um, I mean, I'll check it out if you say it's good. I hear he kind of throws Jordan under the bus. That's the only thing that kind of entices me, you know, with Jordan's, you know, the myths and legends of his gambling history. Just did they really touch on that or was that just a headline?
1: I didn't really get a lot of that. Um, Most of it was about how he got mixed up with the wrong guys. Um, And it was like two sides of the same coin, like saying, oh, you know, they kind of forced me into it. So I knew these guys. So I knew how, you know, X uh, official was going to kind of call, you know, Jordan a little um, Jordan a little harder or whatever it may be. But a lot of it was uh, directed at David Stern, Um, how Stern kind of set the standard for what was called, what wasn't called, what they enforced uh, more uh, aggressively than others, but more importantly, what players they kind of favored um, and that they would call fouls on and who they wouldn't call fouls on. So um, I think a lot of it was just being able to predict how people were going to interact with each other.
0: So did he kind of like throw David Stern under the bus? Yeah, I would say he pretty
1: much threw the entire NBA under the bus um, and all the way from the top to the bottom. Um, It sounded like Stern really did some very, uh, I I would say like very good massaging of the messaging. Um, And before it could really become a case against the NBA, Stern kind of like let it leak to the public. And that's how we all found out about it. And therefore, he kind of like covered the NBA's ass ass in in retrospect. But apparently, like all the officials were betting on dumb shit back then. Like who's going to call the first foul, like all that kind of stuff.
0: See, I don't that, I don't know if that makes me want to watch it. Like David Stern's not around to defend himself or say anything. Fair. Sure. So like what is this guy doing? Is he doing it to like I mean his story's been told? I don't know. Is it a money thing? Well, it's always uh, a money thing. Come on. Yeah, maybe that it's kind of like in this is a horrible I'm not comparing David Stern to uh Hernandez from the Patriots, Aaron Hernandez. But like when his documentary came out, like there was a lot of things said, and it's like, well, how, how are we going to know? <laughs> like, even if he was alive, we don't know like how level headed he was. But it was just one of those things where like, is this all factual or is it just kind of hearsay stuff? Like, I don't know.
1: I mean, you'll you'll never know the full truth, right? Um, it's very I much like
0: I care. Oh, that's so. Fair. I mean, you'll probably the watch way, it. with that selling point. I may check it out. I don't know. Mike Tyson. That was a little bit more enticing. I, I think I do want to watch that. How's that going so far?
1: Yeah, man, I'm three episodes in. Uh, I think we've got five episodes so far. It's we're releasing weekly on Hulu. Um, I would say like they make Mike like they tell his story. Um, the actor portraying him does a very good job of like taking along his uh his uh, mannerisms and his colloquialisms. Uh, the other part of it is just like how badass they portray him as a fighter during the scenes. Like, I mean, I've seen Mike footage, right? But you never saw Mike like uppercut a dude and that dude get parallel with the ground and fall down. But like he, I mean, they exaggerate he a little bit.
0: Have. He exaggerate and if how how Jack school, Tyson looked. knockouts,
1: dude. It was it's bloody uh it is it is really really gritty um but very entertaining
0: and that's because i thought there was like a word that jamie fox was getting all in shape to do a mike tyson thing and it's weird how sometimes these things like come out at the same time i don't know i'd have to look into it but I, i i thought that was a thing but uh anyway well we shot the shit a little bit, but there is a lot to shoot the shit about football. So let's go ahead and get into that second dream What do you think?
1: Let's do it, man.
0: Okay. So this became official today. Real pumped up, real excited after that Jack Carlo thing that was going on for the first week. Did you see that?
1: Oh, yeah. You mean the, the ghetto leprechaun that was on that show? Yeah.
0: I, you know, I'm not. We've talked about this. It was like it was like when The weekend did the Super Bowl. I'm not going to diss them just because I may not enjoy but maybe I do like some of his movies. Jack Carlo doesn't know shit about football. Woo! You get down to his music. I don't know any of his songs that I could even pretend to sing, but uh, I did buy the Jack Carlo meal at KFC. That was pretty good. But it was the awkwardness of it. Like something was going on with the weather, I guess. And so they had him on stage. The sound of the crowd was not playing whatsoever, or they just weren't doing anything. And he's singing on stage and trying to pump them up. That was awkward. I didn't mind the pick segment that much. I think he's representing a good eighty percent of the people that watch football. They're just like, yeah, you know what, Florida. They have a cool mascot. I'll go, like that kind of thing. And Corso was actually interacting with them, so I didn't mind that part. But it was there were still a lot of awkward moments that kind of messed it up. And then, hey, well, I'll, I'll, do you want to chime in more on the Jack Harlow?
1: I mean, I didn't get to watch a lot of it, right? Like I had some stuff going on Saturday morning, but I would say that I don't. I don't think you're giving like college college football fans enough credit, because I think you're you're over exaggerating with the eighty percent a little bit. Because it's guys like me and you who actually call about care about college football that are watching game day. Most everybody else just picks a game up by like, oh, there's a game on at one o'clock. Oh, there's another one at two thirty. Though I think that's probably the people who don't care. Like, I think the picking segment's important. I think you need a picker that actually knows a little bit about football.
0: I don't know. What's that comedian, Steve Sebastian, or what's his name? The big guy on Netflix. I don't know. Anyway, he, he didn't know a lot, but I, he was one of the more entertaining ones last year. So I get it. And I guarantee if you walk into a bar out of 10 guys, about eight of them are just pulling things out of their ass, and then there's two that are like, "Yeah, we know what we're talking about." But anyway, yeah, but
1: not all ten of those are watching College Game Day.
0: Okay, sure. Uh, and you know, we 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 don't talk about faith too much on here. Uh, we all we both have our own kind of. Do the Jesus
2: signs in the background? Are those getting a little like bit of a distraction? I didn't notice any.
0: Okay, so maybe it's just a distraction to me, but the only reason I know is because when you, like on Twitter this weekend, when you put, first, they're, they're huge. They're back there. And I texted you right away, like, the Jesus people are back. They've become the official, like, Washington State person that's attended, like, the Oh, the, nice. The, yeah. Um, so they're a bunch of Notre like, Dame watch, fans? Okay, God, take it easy there. Uh it was trending like college game day Jesus signs, and people were just like, Of course, you know, times are different from growing up, and you know, it wasn't too bad of a thing to us, but it does bother a lot of people. Anyway, apparently the big signs are distracting. Just seeing if you had any thoughts on them.
1: No, I think would we be having this conversation if it was uh you know the star David or you know, any sort of like Islamic idea uh ideography or anything like that?
2: No
0: exactly. Is it- I no. think you're way off point there. Uh, I don't think so. No, I'm saying why, why it's like a- it's a big Jesus sign. And sure. then right next to it is a drunk college kid with like a shocker hand cut out or like a, what was the good one that I saw this weekend? Oh, that Rudy was off sides. Like, like, that's right. Like, it's just the, the background that it doesn't necessarily go with. I would
1: agree. That's my point. Like, I don't think. I don't think it's because it's a Jesus sign. I think it's you're mixing religion and drunk college kids doing stupid stuff and saying stupid
0: stuff. I mean, I don't think they ever. Mix. Thank <sighs> you for bringing it home. They threw me off with like the Star of David and all that. I was, I you know, I didn't want a historical. Anyway, got it. Um,
2: but but speak... Corso. Well, go ahead. I know. I know what you want
0: to talk about. I, I, I need. We need a Corso. Like our buddy, our pal, our grandfather figure growing up Yep, he's stumbling and bumbling his words quite a bit. And Kirk Herbstreit's having to, like, reassure the America every time he says something that it's OK. Herbie and thoughts on our boy.
1: You know, like. The only thing I can equate it to is we all love grandpa. Like grandpa, we love his stories. We love hearing him talk. We love the good old days, you know, walking up, uh, walking to school uphill both ways, but there's a time and a place where we're to take grandpa's keys away from him. Like, I don't want to bring Jesus signs. Okay. Yes. Um, but I don't want to remember Corso stumbling through his last couple seasons doing this. Like I want to remember Corso in all of his glory. You know what I mean? Um, but I, you also have to ask the question, like, is college game day, game day without Corso? And I think that leads into what we want to talk about here, where you need kind of a pop pizzazz flair kind of uh, person to kind of help anchor that group. Because Kirk is just so ana- analytical. Des is just, you know, he's the, the player, right, that can give you kind of the insights to what it is. But without Corso, like, who do you have to give any sort of, like, fun?
0: do it so yeah that goes into what i thought could be a replacement but i actually read an article today that they were saying that Le corso's health is on point like he's as sharp as can be
1: that's fine Then he needs to go to speech uh, speech pathology
0: okay well without uh, what i'm saying is it did sound like they were ready to Get rid of him any time. Why would soon. they say and, that, though? They would never they, say that. Well, it's like, is ESPN going to juice every little bit of money out of Lee Corso as they possibly can? And then they break the news today that Pat McAfee will be joining the game day crew full time, which is, makes me ecstatic. Pump, exactly. Sent you the news. Because any fun. football fan that twenty percent that knows what they're talking about makes them excited because they know Pack McAfee and the things that he brings to the table. But I was kind of like, is this a replacement thing? Until I saw that article, like, oh, they're just reassuring that Corso is okay. They
1: said that because they're bringing McAfee on. You're bringing McAfee on to do a slow phase rollout of Corso. Corso knows. Everybody knows it. You're not going to go out and say that, though. This is the unspoken truth. This is what they do in anything. It's like when you watch the Today Show, right, and they bring on, you know, guest hosts, that person starts guest hosting, you know, then they do it a little bit more. It's a slow rollout, a phase out of the older generation, man. Like, it's going to happen. This is like broadcasting and television 101.
0: Maybe I think he's just going to be an added bonus. Actually, I think he will. He will be. He will Corso be for the year.
1: For the rest of the Kinda year, like sure. But they'll they'll start dwindling his time back a little bit. Next year he'll come on like halftime. Like it, it'll be slow, slow
0: roll. I hope they incorporate McAfee more than like much more than they do. Like the the who's the betting guy? Who's he's pretty funny, but they don't the bear. Like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I hope they use McAfee quite a bit more. Uh Before we get into this weekend's big games, there's a couple that I want to talk about from this past weekend. One, the state of Florida is back. Florida, very impressive, unless Utah's just not as good as we thought, just like the Pac-12 in general. Florida State, a lot of people kind of were predicting that, including Mr. Lee Corso and myself, uh, by far the most exciting game of the weekend after the UTSA Houston game, our two hometowns, current hometowns, going up against each other was the, was the fun most fun for me to watch. Alamo Dome was packed. You had Bun B and Paul Wall release a video a couple days before of catchy, of course, classic. You had UTSA fans showing out on Facebook. It was exciting. And the game was just fabulous. Three overtimes, including a flip into the end zone for the game-winning two-point, which only would have been better if it was a walk-off. UTSA had to go on the next point conversion to, to seal it by not getting it. But any good games that you caught? I know you were doing some traveling.
1: So, the only game I really got to watch were highlights. I got to watch AM uh, kind of debacle a little bit uh, with the giant four hour rain delay in the middle. But other than that, man, I was on the road, either packing up stuff, driving back home, or unpacking stuff. So, I was getting like the uh, Reddit thread updates. Um, on the overtimes, I did get to watch the FSU LSU game, um, the entirety of it, which was great. That was a great way to kind of end the week for me. Um, I absolutely love the fact that Brian Kelly blew it, um, love it so much, and I love the fact that he's losing not only his locker room but also the media room um, by making stupid, stupid jokes. Um, but you know, you gotta love to watch a dumpster fire, man. Like
0: I will give credit. So what happened is Kelly. Sh- in the press conference, some people show up late and he tries to make a joke about how that should be $10 to all the people showing up late and they'll save it and throw a big party. And someone as smooth as the other side of the pillow, as Stuart Scott would say, blurts out, maybe if you win the game, I'll show up one time.
2: To Brian Kelly's credit, there are several coaches that would have probably popped off after that.
0: He responds with, I don't think it has anything to do with winning games, so he keeps his cool. Probably a good move for him right now. Just take the roasting. Uh, But, yeah, I I will say I will give him credit. But, yeah, people are calling for his head already. Did you see the video of our boy Coach O who's enjoying life right now? I did not. So he did an interview where – He talks about like his last meeting with LSU, how he's still good with them. He has no problem with them. He thinks they handled it well. That they kind of called him in for a meeting and they were like, Coach, things aren't good right now. And he goes, Well, no shit. Even Ray Charles can see that. So awesome start. And then he ends it with, um, and I'm going to stop my, oh, horrible impersonation, but he, he ends it with, They said, Coach, you have 17 million left. 17.1. We're going to buy you out and give that to you now. And that his response was, okay, when do you want me to leave? And what door do you want me to go out of? So he's doing fine. Coach O is doing just fine. Um, Okay, so games this week. Oh, and Tech, of course, massacred, fast-paced offense. Of course, they played a nobody, uh, Murray State, but uh, it was a good Good to see the alma mater putting some points up, sixty-five. Uh,
2: oh Bama shit! Tech,
1: Let's talk about. I'm sorry,
2: I missed mm-hmm. it completely. Skirt. Bama and Oregon, Georgia, shit. Georgia and Oregon.
0: Well, if, unless you saw, the I did. First I did. That's the game.
1: That's Oregon. the game I taught. I watched rather.
0: So Bo Nix and Oregon get off to a decent. Not even start, just like a blink. They they kind of do a couple plays up the field, put as many yards as Georgia allowed, like all season last year in the first two minutes. Uh, and then that was it. Everything after that was just, uh, how, it was bad. How is Georgia better? They do look better. They lost
1: 13 looks, starters to the NFL. Stinson
0: Bennett looks like your boy, Johnny Manziel, out there. And it's scary uh, because there's part of me, that's like, why are we doing this? We're just living in an Alabama, Georgia world for the next couple of months. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. I think after week one, and that's already, well, we'll get there. Um, yeah, let's talk about the games this weekend, man. We got Bama and Texas. Um, that's where game day is at Texas. Um, I saw this weird article just randomly. I was doing some research about, The Bama band is actually not traveling to Austin due to some sort of like ticket uh, issue with quotations. But essentially, they were supposed to carve out 500 uh, 500 tickets for the band and like certain people, then the team, the organization, and then 4,500 for fans to buy, to allocate. And... um, the band was essentially going to be placed on like the third deck. And someone reference back to the LSU game, the LSU game, apparently when they went to uh, Austin, they were like in the third deck. So Bama's like, deuces, I'm not going.
0: Yeah, they do some tricky things with the tickets over there at uh UT. At uh, DKR? Uh, yep. a, a, no, even like at the basketball games with Tech and UT this year, there were some fishy things going on. But that's good. Because unfortunately for UT it's not gonna be Alabama's whole cool team uh <laughs> that's not traveling. So it's gonna be quiet most of the night anyway, uh in Austin. Is I mean the
1: band thing. could have just worked their way down the first deck after halftime. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I I think it's gonna be right. I didn't I did not watch one second. Uh I didn't even see a highlight of U T versus Louisiana Monroe. I did not either. But I did see some Bryce Young highlights. Uh, He good. He very good. And I think that... uh, So UT Cowboys, very similar. They play close in the games that they're not supposed to, a.k.a. UT versus LSU and Joe Burrow a couple years ago. Could it be that competitive? Maybe. But I don't know. Unfortunately, unfortunately... I think Nick Saban's going to say, okay, Sarkisian, I'm not letting somebody Jimbo me, and I think he's going to take him to town. That's just kind of my feelings, my hopes, my wishes, and my dreams. Uh, But, you know, a good competitive game wouldn't be not entertaining.
1: Oh, I want to see Texas get destroyed.
0: I figured. I figured you were going to say that. Do you think it's competitive like that LSU game a couple years ago? No. Would worst nightmare be this is America's introduction to Quinn Yours and goes out there and beats him? Or are you just how distraught?
1: How distraught him if that happens? Would you be? I mean it's like a two percent chance. Um I don't I don't know. I think I'd be more distraught for the fact that I know for a fact we're not gonna beat them later in the year because Saban never loses twice. <laughs> so um I think that would be why I'd be more upset. Uh And, you know, we'd have to have the whole is Texas back conversation again, you know, for the 15th year in a row.
0: We're back five years later,
1: Exactly. Exactly. I don't know, man. Like, I'm going to watch it for sure. Um, A couple other games I got lined up here. Uh, Tennessee at Pitt. Both ranked opponents. Do you care? Did you watch the West Uh, Virginia Pitt game?
0: I like what Josh Heupel's doing. I think Tennessee is going to be a dangerous team to play this year. Middle of the pack, make improvements off of last year. I, I like
2: Tennessee, and I, I I think they take care of Pitt. Did you watch a West Virginia Pitt game, though? I did not. Okay. That was uh, pretty crazy. Uh, oh, that
0: was the one with the weird, is it a catch at the end? And yes. that's where, like, Daniels is playing at his third school. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, side note: This quarterback thing's getting ridiculous. So yeah, I I just saw that they had that weird drop at the end, and and that was it. But I did yeah. not watch the most of the game.
1: Yeah, it was a good game for the most part. I mean, good comeback. Um, UK Florida. That's going to be a good SEC East matchup. Both ranked. Probably watch that game. Um, and then we got uh UH, which is coming off the Big W, uh, playing Tech. So Tech's going to play a ranked opponent. Um, and then AM is going to be playing App State. I just all I hope is that the 2007 App State team does not show up. I hope we don't have a repeat. I don't know if I could handle that this year. I might have an aneurysm.
0: Okay, so I'll talk about those one at a time. Florida, I think, beats Kentucky, even though Kentucky is very good. Uh, Texas Tech is going to have their hands full. Donovan Smith is playing because we don't know. How bad? Tech's number one QB um, hurt his so- shoulder, but it will for sure be Donovan Smith who balled out when he came in uh, the other week. I think it's if- going to be very close. The home field advantage is going to be big for Texas Tech, and I think they pull it off. Of course, if Tech
2: wins, do they get ranked?
0: Possibly twenty-five.
2: Okay, That's possibly fair. fair.
0: Wouldn't be surprised if not, uh, and then. App State. Now, I am not saying this because Haynes Keen looked so bad the first quarter. He had a Houston couple State. good
1: throws, but he can't read a safety to save his life.
0: Uh, he's like still, the I picks mean, he, he had he, were bad. He hasn't played a lot of college football. He still, right. yeah. But App State scored like forty points in the fourth quarter against North Carolina and could have easily walked out, making Mac Brown very upset. So, yeah. It'll be close. Where are they playing? At AM. Okay. Once again, home field advantage may be okay. And, and the thing about it is, AM could beat the shit out of him. And that just says a lot about Mac Brown in North Carolina. But anyway, uh, college playoffs decide they're going to have 12 teams. Do we like it? We like it a lot
1: because we'll actually have a chance of making the fucking playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's opened up a lot of opportunities for the number three, four finisher within the SEC, depending on how they really break it up, um, how many auto entries you're going to have, et cetera. But I think twelve is like I think twelve is good. I think I was looking for eight, but twelve is good.
0: Yeah, I don't like it. I like it. Oh, okay. I mean, you're just going to have that first group, you know, play a game and then lose to the people that are supposed to be there. Yeah, and then it's going to be it's going to be the same. As it is. I I, I think Uh, think, eight would have been fine.
1: I think with the twelve, I think what you're gonna have is you're gonna have at least one upset in the final four. Like your your top four, one of those four is gonna lose.
0: Probably not. I don't
1: I don't think that I don't think you have that many. I don't think you have four good teams year over year over year where one of them is gonna lose. You have Ohio State.
0: You do. Who? You literally have Clemson, Ohio State. Georgia. Clemson's Alabama, not who you know, they used to year. be.
1: Clemson is not who they used to be. We all Okay, because they, they don't have a quarterback.
0: Half again. They don't, don't have, have a by quarterback. By Actually, they have two. No, they don't. Good quarterbacks. They don't have and a the backup may be Trevor Lawrence 2.0 here pretty soon.
1: Well, then we'll wait to see that. But right now, you've got Georgia, Bama, Ohio State. There's your guaranteed three.
0: Okay. so And then anyway. you've got uh, Cincinnati. So, I'm guessing the way they do it is that they're going to do, like, the top six, play each other, like, the, the bottom six, play each other, and, like, they'll come in against the, you know, top six, something like that, to where it's not, like, months and months of playoff football. No, no,
1: it's it's the, it's the essentially four play-in games to play the four, and then you go to it. So, there's, like, three rounds, four rounds.
0: So, like, the six versus 12 games is going to be, like, the Cheez-It Bowl. Like 10 is going to be this the little Caesars slash continental toilet paper bowl. I gotta wonder are
1: they going to add more bowl games?
0: God, I hope not. Why do you hope not?
1: Bowl season is amazing.
0: It's really depressing when it's like December 18th and I'm watching the Sims 50th anniversary bowl on ESPN. The Ocho,
1: I don't know, man. One thing I've always wanted to do is go to the Bahama Bowl. That would be awesome.
0: The Bahama Bucks bowl? Because that would that's where that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the one that's Bahama in the Bucks makes some good. Was it really the Bahama Bucks bowl? I don't know if the Bahama if Bucks not that they should but it's look into the Bahama
1: that. something bowl. Bahama okay. Mama, I think it is. Um uh, do we so, like it?
2: Sure. Not really. Are you are, okay? Is it better in the system we have now? Eight would have been better. That was not the question. Okay,
0: I guess it's better. So you can maybe have Coastal Carolina beat Cincinnati in the six and twelve game. Woohoo! And then instead of watching that in the like, I don't know, TBS from the nineteen eighties bowl. I don't know. I just whatever. Maybe I'm just being a fun sucker at life right now. Anyway, you are being a
1: fun sucker. Um, what's in I the have, nose of this glass? Well, before we do that, I have to I have to throw this at you, and I know I've brought this up before. In a previous episode, but I did hear a little bit more about uh, NCAA football, the game. Um, it's got a July 2023 release date. So we're less than a year away from it, man. And talk about like college pageantry, everything like that, come back to video games. I'm just so excited. I'm
0: not playing video games at 35 years old. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Well, Once again, you are a fun Maybe sucker. I'm being a
2: funker.
0: Fun I had fucker? my time. Yeah. There's a video going around. A guy played every NCAA from the first one, and holy cow, it looks so bad. They were just like these little Tonka trucks just like rolling around the field. Well, it's going to be better than that.
1: So I'm excited, man.
0: I just miss...
2: Boys to play it. Where you just grab the controller like, no, you're doing it wrong. Mm, Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) like old Captain America into the movie like
2: no I don't think I will like (laughs) that time is done for me all right fun sucker all right so nose peanut butter jelly hot 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 oh baby is that how that song went peanuts spice red hot's I get hot. I was gonna say candy, but not red candy this time. This is more of like red Hots. I'm getting like lemon candy. Lemon. You remember lemon heads? Yeah. Get a little bit of lemon heads with that I like this is hot. I mean there's a yeah. there is a sweetness there, but it's it's hotter than here's the thing, it's from
1: it's from Texas, right? <clears throat> But it doesn't smell like your typical like Texas corny whiskey, like super sweet.
0: No, I do not get like that Garrison Brothers corn, um, Iron Root corn at all in on this one, yeah. which is interesting. You said this was an Austin one. Mm-hmm. So this would be the second Austin whiskey that I think has eliminated that, a.k.a. still Austin. I'm not saying it's as good. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying this is the second Austin one that's eliminated that Texas funk that we've talked about. Hold the phone. Not from Austin, is it?
1: It says Austin all over the place. And there's a little tiny label that says distilled in Lawrenceburg, Indiana.
0: Mm, We know where that's coming from. Formerly MGP. I don't care. If
1: if we say MGP, you know what we're saying.
0: Fitz Funky, that funky monkey.
1: So it's a blend of 51% corn,
2: 45% wheat, and 4% malted barley. Yeah. It's blended in Austin, but it's all Lawrenceburg distillery, at least three years old. This makes more sense now. So we only know one because we do know that uh, Still Austin is distilled in Austin. It doesn't take away from the lemon heads that I'm getting on the nose. Lots of hot, hotness. So great. You know, that's not a bad nose. I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give B minus. Yeah. Not a bad start. And uh, we have said that our love for Texas whiskey has.
0: Grown and we've appreciated it more so not being too harsh on this one yet third ram
1: let's get there all right so third ram is going to be our fantasy football recap we give you a little insight into our fantasy football picks by this time you better have your draft done um kickoff is tomorrow I'm going to do my damnedest to get this done in the next couple of days for as far as editing so we get it out. But we completed our draft back on the 28th. We have a 10-man league. Um, got some solid players this year. We are able to uh, you know, bring in some guys who are actually engaged and trying to win up to our buy-in to 50 bucks, So we got a max pot of $500. Um, Kurt, we did 15 rounds, um, I think all in all. You know, it went damn near pretty normal, even minus a, a few surprises. Um, but I'm curious, what was your biggest surprise within the draft? Surprise pick, surprise. I'm going to grab a kicker in the first round situation.
0: So number one was not
2: Taylor. wasn't as It wasn't a huge shock
0: uh, that someone took McCaffrey first. I mean, that's not a wild, not as wild as our first pick from 2021. Um, I got Michael Thomas in round 15, second to last pick. I think that's going to play out big for me. Definitely going to keep an eye on his injuries in week one. Um, as for other, I, I mean, I think we stuck to our game plans. I did not take a quarterback until like the fifth or sixth round ended up getting the same guy that I got like in the third round the year before. Um but no, surprises. I think there was uh, everyone was on point. People did their homework and it was a good solid draft.
2: Yeah, I would agree. The biggest
1: uh shocker for me was uh Allen being drafted at what was he drafted
0: at? Number 4 or 5 somewhere around there. But you have to remember, was this is this first year playing fantasy or
1: no, I don't believe he was.
0: Okay. Well, even still, we all know the quarterback mistake and he is the number one predicted quarterback. Right. So once again, second round, maybe he was taken not as bad as, you know, and we talked about that, that our tier one guy was like Josh Allen. And that would be a second or third round, depending on (laughs) if things started falling that way. So not that big of a surprise.
1: Um, you made a pretty good pickup, a little homer pick, uh, but tell us a little bit about that one. What was that like the eighth
0: round or something like that? Sixth round? Uh, my Damon Pierce pick? Yeah. No, I picked him up like in the sixth. Like I... I, uh, It was a seventh. He... Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So he was my, I'm going to take him. And And the thing about it is people did their homework. And I but I knew there was only going to be me or you that were going to go really go after him that early yeah, uh, sure unless is. he unless he started sneaking up the, you know, best player available board, which yeah. I was keeping an eye on it. He was nowhere near it uh, when I took it or uh, he was about seven down, but you picked before me and I was like, damn it. Here we go. And you didn't take them. So yeah, well. I've got to. I have got to, and I actually went between him and Brees Hall back and forth, but I was like, nope, I'm sticking to my guts because I know for sure if this guy balled out, he's going to be the starter, which is why I'm going to talk about that NFL.com prediction. Bulls- yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but no, and it worked out. Sure enough, I did not expect him to release Marlon Mack, but he got released, and he is now RB1 official of the as of the, desk, as of the desk depth chart being released yesterday.
1: Has Marlon Mack found a new home yet?
2: I don't think so. But dude, to be honest with double.
1: you, I, I thought they were he maybe he's gonna get like 30, 40 percent of the carries. And I was like, you know what? I thought about actually drafting Mac, like you know, in the 13th, 14th round as like a backup reserve, but with him getting like that just shows that just shows like how much they're gonna ride Pierce. My only concern is because they're gonna ride him so hard, and I don't believe that they have the passing game to really help out. He's a little. He's going to be prone to injury, right?
0: Uh, yeah. I think they're definitely going to rely on Burkhead to be the third down back, so that'll give him. But dude's a beast. I agree. He's going to run hard. They, you know, he didn't get used as much as he should have his last year at Florida. So I mean, he's ready to go. I do. It is scary the way he runs. Yeah. I mean, he's looking for contact, and he's going to run over people. So that's going to make his power back. Yep. But anyway,
1: um, no, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, my first two were Mixon. Well, I took um, Adams and I took Mixon in the, uh, the second round. I was pretty happy. Um, I, uh, I threw you a little curveball and it was really just kind of a, a fuck with you situation. I picked up Watson in the 15th round with like the second to last pick. Um, but
0: I'm, I'm absolutely OK with that because I got to take Michael Thomas right after you. Um, no, it's great. To, pick. I'm pretty solid on quarterback.
1: Oh, I'm too. I had, like I was able to get Carr and, uh, Carr and Dak. So I'm I pretty got happy. Murray
0: and Aaron Rodgers. So you yeah. picked up Murray at the right
1: spot. They uh, they started hitting quarterbacks pretty hard in like the fourth, fifth round, and I think you picked them up wide spot. Yeah. spot.
0: And there's two people that I'm like, oh, I took Diggs because you took Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, I really, really, really wanted. Mm-hmm. Diggs is not a bad. Back up in that spot. If I had gotten Adams and I kind of wanted Jackson over Murray, which he was taking a couple picks before me, that's why I took him. Um, if I get Adams and Jackson, I think I'm easily like perfect draft. Once again, that's why the predictions thing is bullshit.
1: So just random question throughout you, like commissioner question. Need uh, some some insight here. This will be like a solid year where have a solid 10. You know, we don't have any like floozies in the midst. We got a solid 10. Do we do a random snake next year or do we do like pick your position based off where you finish this year and next, next year?
0: I think we make it more fun. There's a video on TikTok that one of our buddies shared with me where they ran 40s to figure out their draft order. Wow. <laughs> let's do like a fastest beer chug
2: or beer Olympics or something to figure out our order. Yeah.
1: Well, you and I would be like one, two for sure with this group. Yeah, I could do that. (laughs) We'll look into it. All right. Um, Uh, So hilarious NFL.com predictions. Um, I woke up like we thought it was going to be like that night. I woke up a couple days later. At like seven o'clock to a, this is fucking bullshit. Text from you <laughs> with the screenshot of you showing finished dead last at zero and fifteen, <laughs> dude. That made my day. That made me laugh so hard because what I did is I immediately checked mine and I got the A plus fi- projected to finish first with a fifteen and zero rate. <laughs>
0: So complete bullshit, like complete bullshit. Somebody sitting at their – or it's a computer-generated – It's computer-generated because a
1: couple of years ago, I was projected to finish first, too. Didn't finish, like,
0: fourth. So last year, it said I was going to win, like, two games. I won, like, six. They didn't do hot, but I didn't do that bad. But so – So you're going to win four this you year? You take Watson as a joke in the last round. And it was like, I oh, this is a good a thing. Actual guy that can be <laughs> on the field week one. Um I'm playing Watson Marlon against Mack. the
1: Texas Texans first first week back.
0: Marlon Wa- Ma- Mack is, Oh, well, I accidentally said whack. That was not on purpose. <laughs> uh, he was released. He's on somebody's roster right now. I'm not going to say who's. They said they were going to have a better record than me. Okay. Damon Pierce is now QB1. RB1. I mean, RB1. Not taken into consideration. So this, this is all bullshit. Like, it's all bullshit.
1: Uh, every year, every year, the computer fights with you. It's pretty funny. I, I love this though, because it gives like instantaneous drama to the group techs, uh, at least the thread, at least between me, you, and a couple others. Um, people who actually give a shit. <clears throat> um, so man, like season predictions, uh, do you feel like you're going to the championship? Like, honestly,
0: it's like it's it's like every year who's gonna get injured, who's not gonna be injured, who set up their bye weeks, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna get screwed by. Injuries in the playoff week or the the last couple weeks where we're all with similar records and trying to get into the playoffs, it's all luck. I mean, unless somebody had a really shitty draft, which after we looked at them, everyone did pretty well and picked people where they were supposed to be picked. Um, It's going to be luck, you know? Do you think you're going to make the playoffs?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to make the playoffs. I'm going to win the whole damn thing.
1: All right. That's your prediction. Yes. All right. I love it. I love it. Uh, I think I'll make the playoffs. Um, I think I have a good shot to make the championship. But to your point, like if Devontae Adams goes down, and like breaks his neck, you know, week two, I'm fucked. So
0: great way to put that
2: juju on Devontae Adams. Uh palette. Knock on wood. Um there is a pallet. Spice, sweet vanilla. I'm going to cheat here and say this is like I'm
0: chewing on wheat. Like it is spice and wheat. What's the wheat percentage?
2: Whoa,
0: sweet. Whoa,
1: sweet. Uh, 45.
0: Yeah. I've, I'm on the farm. I picked up a piece, put it in my mouth, and I just started gnawing on it like a cow. Like this it tastes thing. like
2: sweet bread. Which would be made of? I know wheat. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, this is this is a weeder. That's for sure, a hot one.
1: But it's it tasty. Maybe it's the fact that I'm. This is like number
2: three for me. I don't taste it. Woo, doggy. I don't think it's hot. Like on the taste. Well,
0: maybe because I started with the decanter, the football decanter, who's made by like. It just says like Hall of Fame Bourbon or something from <laughs> Ocanton. Oh, it's not uh, bad. Well- <clears throat> um, but yeah, this one's this one's got some some heat only because I was drinking like um, that
1: uh, Promethean Iron Root earlier today, and that's uh that's a hundred proof. So yeah. All right, man. Uh, thoughts on taste? I think it tastes a lot better than it smells.
0: I like the smell more than I like the taste, but the taste isn't that far off, so that's why I am going to go with the B. I'm
2: going to go with the B+. Plus. Yeah. Very well. Not bad for a
0: Texas whiskey on this show. Indiana uh, I believe it's whiskey? time. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, I believe it's time to give you Our thoughts and our insight into the 2022 NFL season. Let's do it. Okay, we are kicking off tomorrow, as previously stated, with Thursday Night Football. We've got a good one. The tables will be broken. The beer's already getting shipped in from Buffalo a lot, apparently, like millions and millions of, you know, pounds of beer. Um, Pounds of beer. We got some big game. Whatever. Uh, leaders of cola and pounds of beer. Leaders of cola, pounds of beer, ounces of weed, whatever. Um, got some big games this weekend, so we're going to start off with the predictions for the weekend. We're going to give you our last divisional preview, our thoughts on it, and then our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, we're going to get straight to
2: Thursday night football bills versus Rams. Who do you got? And why? Got the Bills. The
1: Bills' offense is steady, still there. Not that the Rams aren't, um, but like Rams lost Robert Woods. They also lost um, Von Miller on the defensive side. Bills put, picked up a few key individuals. Um, and I think that the Bills are determined, frustrated, still have that fight in them. And they're, I don't
2: know, like they're younger. So, eh, and I don't really think Cam Akers is that good of running back. I said it.
0: I'm okay. going to go Bills. Uh, I'm going to go Bills, too. There's always that kind of, like, Super Bowl hangover. The Bucks kind of had it last year against the Cowboys. Uh, it's going to be a rough start. I think this is going to be Josh Allen's coming out party, like, for the year. Not that he's not already, like, MVP favorite. Uh, I do think that they go in and – uh Take care of business the first game. And like you said, there's a couple things that the Rams are going to have to deal with playing without Von Miller, who wasn't the biggest key, but he was important. Oh, Odell Beck- Beckham Jr. Again, not the biggest key, but just another one of those factors there. It's not going to be the same. I think they'll be okay as the season gets going, but I think the Bills take care of them game one.
1: Love it. All right. So we got some big, notable games uh for the weekend. Not necessarily the most flashy games, but I. I picked these based off of storyline or, you know, hey, it's just a good matchup. Uh, Browns Panthers. We got Mayfield back playing his, uh, his old squad. But in retrospect, they wish they would have kept him.
0: I love Mayfield. I hope the Browns lose every single game until uh, Watson comes back and after just for that draft pick uh, position. Baker, like I said last episode, I hope he's grabbing his crotch, sticking the finger, doing the dance, finds a Carolina Panther slag, shoves it in the middle
2: of the field, does his whole shebang. Baker. All right. Uh, Broncos, Seahawks. I'm going to go Broncos
0: on this one. Poor Seahawks. They've really got to face their old girlfriend the first week. Uh, I think Broncos will be okay. Seahawks are going to figure out where their quarterback is right now. Um, Isn't it yeah. Geno well, Smith, allegedly? Well, yeah, but, I mean, I don't know how much of a lease Geno's going to have before they throw Drew in there. I'm um, just surprised
1: he's still in the league, man. Like, I know better quarterbacks that aren't in the league right no, now. No,
0: he's steady. He's steady. Oh, no, he's not. Uh, but what did Russell Westbrook? Let's ride. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> Cowboys-Bucks, man. So it's a repeat of last year's opener.
0: Oh boy, Russell Wilson's gonna be mad at me. Um, wait a minute, you didn't give your predictions. Browns Panther, who wins? Oh shit, Panthers. Broncos, Seahawks, Broncos, with Russell Westbrook, aka Russell Wilson. Uh, I can't bet against the Cowboys not losing a nail biter type game. Like fans with their hopes up going to the Super Bowl, and then Tom Brady's gonna say, "Not so fast, my friend." Bucks, what a good boys. Why not? That they win the games they're not supposed to. Uh, Raiders, Chargers.
1: I'm gonna go with the Raiders here.
2: What I'm grappling with is whether I start Car Deck. I'm not gonna help you with that. Uh, But damn, I think this is when America realizes the Raiders are still gonna
0: be average and the Chargers are going to show people that they could win the division this year. I'm going Chargers.
1: All right, man. That's it's a gamble. Uh, Chiefs cards.
0: We got a Texas Tech matchup here. We got Kingsbury against Mahomes. I'm going to say Mahomes shows Kingsbury, who's daddy, and I'm going to go Chiefs.
1: Who has the better season, Kyler or
0: Mahomes? Uh, I, I really do think Mahomes is... A dangerous man this year like watching him in preseason and just tyree kill and everything like I I'm going out not not really a limb because he's a former MVP winner. I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes beats Allen for MVP this year. I there's just something that this this something year something in the air. Yes that curly hair and I don't know. This is this is a scary year. I'm just saying it. scary year. I think Pat Mahomes is going to be on another level.
1: I'm going to go cards in this opener. Because why not? (laughs) With
0: all that said.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. So um, we are finishing up all the divisions that we've uh, previewed. We've given you our player to watch. We've given you our final standings at the end of the year. We are finally wrapping it all up with the AFC and NFC South. We have the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Tennessee Titans. Texans had a pretty good draft. They're going to see what life is really without Watson. Uh, the Colts got Matty Ice to see if they can have things different than what we had old Wincy Boy. Jacksonville Jaguars. Year 2.0 with Trevor Lawrence, but the first year without Urban Meyer, who didn't even make it through year one. And then you've got Tennessee Titans, who are going to have their eyes on the quarterback to see when it's time to pull the trigger between Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill.
2: Uh, So. After that recap of the AFC South. Who's your player to watch, Dick?
1: I don't know, man. Like I'm going to say Damian Pierce here for all the reasons we already talked about, but I've got to kind of go back to your, you think Malik Willis is going
2: to take Tannehill's job eventually? So this is a very similar situation to Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Mm.
0: And it could have the same setup. We may not see Malik Willis all year. Uh, But you have a guy who's going to be there. He's going to be dependable. He's going to get the job to, done to the, a certain extent in a league where, you know, there's not 32 fantastic quarterbacks. But you've got this guy who could be a dude and he can be that difference maker. So all eyes are going to be on him. And the second that Ryan Tannehill starts Ryan Tannehilling this year, there may be pressure. They drafted him for a reason that they may say,
2: let's put him in. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Because didn't they say the same thing about Jordan Love? Okay. They drafted him for a reason. So let me bounce back. Is Ryan Tannehill Aaron Rodgers? No, I didn't
1: say that.
0: Well, that's all you need to say. That if Malik not... Willis is backing up Aaron Rodgers,
1: well, you're, why you're, did they draft you're, him? You're putting a lot of like pressure on Malik Willis that he's even as good as Jordan Love.
2: He may be better. Maybe. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's a obviously not
1: the same caliber of starter, but I think it's a, at least a similar
2: situation.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. The Titans have been a
2: top-notch team for how many years now? Three. Okay. What is the one thing that always gets blamed at the end of the year for them not getting over that hump? Derrick Henry's legs?
0: No.
1: No. Um, It's Sandhill. I know that.
0: Okay. So what's the worst thing that can happen?
1: What's what's the one thing that gets blamed for Green Bay not being able to get over that hump?
0: everything besides Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And then here's the other thing. Cannon Hill is a decent runner, correct?
1: Well, he used to be. I don't know, that he still is.
0: Okay. But when it comes to the Titans running game, everyone's focus is on Derrick Henry. Henry. I think the Titans play action game just got a little bit more dangerous with Malik Willis back there at quarterback.
1: I mean, you can sit here and make your case all day, and I'm not going to say you're wrong.
0: I just don't know that you're right, if that makes sense. If loving you is wrong. Yeah. I I want Malik Willis at quarterback. I don't know. I'm excited to watch him if he gets back there. That's why I don't have a player to watch. I have a situation to watch, and it's how long do they keep Tannehill in there? I don't know if the Titans – are as good as they have been. Henry's another person to watch because he's getting those years on running backs where it's not like quarterbacks where it can kind of of come to a slow progression like Falco and Manning with running backs. It's like, boom, bad year, one injury. So they've got to act fast with Henry. And I want to keep an eye on that and see when they pull the trigger or what they do with Malik Willis. Maybe it's like, uh, Kansas City, where they let Alex Smith play that whole year. They put Mahomes in there the last game of the year to get some reps and they knew that he was the guy. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Or maybe he's Geno Smith and he'll be starting in, C- in Seattle in a couple years.
0: Sure.
2: Uh. All right. Final standings? I love uh, my boys, but I think
0: with a, a division where there's always I don't know. I think the Titans are consistent enough to pull off the number one. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan will do good things similar to Carson Wentz, uh, and the Colts will be number two. I I have belief in my, in my Texans that they're going to be better than the four wins that people are predicting, and I think they're going to be good enough to where they outlast the Jags. I don't think the Jags are making a big leap this year.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the most part there, but I don't think the Colts are that good. Um, I really don't think that they were that good of Wentz. You saw Wentz in a of precarious situations. Matty Ice got traded for a reason, and they went with Marcus Mariota over Matty Ice. I know he can have some flashes in the pan of greatness, but he's not dissimilar to Carson Wentz in build, stature, and prowess. I just don't see them being able to beat the Texans. Texans have everything going for them.
0: The Colts, Colts. don't. I hope I hope you were right, but the, I mean, they've Jonathan can't Taylor. Underestimate the Colts' defense in that running game with
2: Taylor. So I, I, they're they're decent. But who do they have at receiver?
0: Doesn't I, matter. Matt Ryan's going to get him the ball, and Taylor's going
1: to run. He's going to hand the ball off. Good as fuck is what he's going to do. In this division, you have to be. You just
0: have to be consistent.
1: I mean, it's any game, time, anywhere, any division. It's, consistency is what matters. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's an altruism, not just applying to this division. So I, I kind of rebuff that statement, sir. Uh,
0: Agree to disagree with your altruisms, uh, even though I don't feel they're altruisms. Um, do I sound like Morgan Freeman?
1: You sound like Bobby Boucher.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, the NFC South. All right, we have the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, Atlanta's pretty much said we're giving up this year, but we do have Marcus Mariota and a backup rookie quarterback who may be the starter eventually. Uh, Things are all kind of crazy in Carolina. They don't know who they want to put at quarterback. Sam Donald's hurt, but they have this guy by the name of Baker Mayfield. New Orleans Saints? Jameis Winston, Jarvis Landry, the honey badger in the backfield. They may be fun to watch this year over there in NOLA. And then you have Tom Brady. Am I off? Am I not off? Do I want to go on vacation with my kids? Do I love my wife? So I love my wife, but I'm going to play one more year in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: I think you summed it up, man. So who's your player to watch?
0: I've got to go with my boy, Jameis. We do know my little affection for Jameis Winston if he can stay healthy, like he was – he started the year off hot last year. Wasn't it like three or four, maybe even five touchdowns in the first game, and then he got injured? Yep. Um, I was going to go Honey Badger just because I love me some Honey Badger and see if he still has got his thing going over there in New Orleans back home. But I'm going to go Jameis because I think he can prove –
2: that uh, he may be the dude there in New Orleans. And it's a weird situation because they bring in Andy Dalton. So
0: are like they giving up on the – what's old boy's name? Hill, the slash player. Hey, are, they, are they giving up on that project? Like I would have given on up there? on him two years ago. He um, so can't throw the ball James, to save his life. I think Jameis will be the dude, and, and if he stays healthy, you know – We'll see. Maybe he salvaged his career. Maybe he's plunk at 2.0. Yeah,
1: i I think he's, I think he salvaged his career to a degree. I think he's got probably two to three safe years with them if they can make you know say above above 500, maybe make the playoffs once or twice, until they can draft someone else. Like he is a bridge player, if you will. He's not the future.
0: Like, this was the team that I thought it was a no-brainer. This is the team that I thought Watson should have gone to because of stability and what they've proven. They could have you know done team. a lot. And I know a big part of that is gone. I know Sean Payton was a big, big factor, and Drew Brees was a big, big factor. But with that crew, Kamara, Jarvis Landry now, a healthy Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. and just the fact that all they have to do is compete with the Bucks. I thought that was the best option for him. So Jameis Winston is in a winning situation.
1: Agreed, agreed. And we didn't even bring up my uh, my player to watch, Chris Olave. Um, I really think he does have a chance to make an immediate impact to that team. So I think it just bolsters both of our arguments because we both got Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons lined up here. Um, Falcons are going to continue to be the dumpster fire. Of that division that the Panthers are a hodgepodge of, I don't know, mismatched Legos and Mega Blocks. That's never gonna quite fit right. And then it's Saints are really they're they're fighting for a wild card position here.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. We do have the same, but I think it works out a
2: little bit different. Okay. The Saints are four and one against the Bucks since Tom Brady got there. Okay. With that said, I think. The Saints and the Panthers, I think they're
0: very close to similar records by the end of the season. I, I, I think the Panthers can get it. Matt Rule, it's a big year for him. If he doesn't get it going, he's gone. He's gone. Uh, so I
2: think their records are going to be similar, but I still think our order is going to be the same. I mean, that is a possibility. I'm not going to argue with you on that. I think the Saints are probably going to. I think the Saints are probably going to do better than you think they are, and I think the Panthers are going to do worse. Panthers to me are a seven and ten team. Um, the Bucks are. I mean, the Saints are probably like a ten and seven team. I'll give you the ten and seven, but I do think. That Carolina can go nine and eight. Fair. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, yeah, I'll play the fire on that one. Sure.
1: It's a game. Okay.
0: I I want to cheat a little bit because I see you have Super Bowl predictions,
2: but let's make it fun. Since so we've had a couple of drams and I've still got some more to drink. Ready? Shoot. Surprise team this year. vikings oh i don't even want to ask
0: why because i don't want to do rapid fire but okay i guess they'll win six instead of no you're right the the vikings are the constant like couple team eight eight nine win okay i'm gonna go chargers i think they are the i think they are this year's version of last year's bills they're gonna take that big step this year possibly get to the afc championship possibly uh and uh yeah, Herbert's on the way up. He's like Josh Allen 2.0, following those footsteps,
2: that path. I like the Chargers this year. Fair enough. Biggest drop off. Fuck. Uh Rams. Uh like
0: first round playoffs out of playoffs. What are we thinking?
1: I think they made the playoffs, uh, probably dropped them at
2: first.
0: Okay. I'm going to go Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady's uh, quite a bit of distractions. I know I said the same thing, similar to Aaron Rodgers last year, and they ended up being okay. I just don't know. I think they've lost some key parts. I think it's another year they lost their head coach. Tom Brady's looking thinner these days. I don't know what's going on with his face. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks have a, a, a big drop off this year.
2: Uh, NFL MVP at the end of the year Sean Taylor Ooh, going with a running back
0: okay Uh, I'm going to go Pat Mahomes like I said I think I just have a feeling that he's going to throw the ball ball a lot and uh, it'll be a scary good year for him I think Taylor has a chance of breaking the rushing record oh you want to go that far I mean that's an MVP season right not even like with Maddie Ice out there flinging it all over the place. Flinging it all over the place. Did you just hear yourself? He doesn't fling Gunslinger. anything.
2: Gunslinger. He was ten years ago. Uh, okay. Well, do I want to do Rookie of the Year? You know what? No, we'll save that for an
0: upcoming episode. As we as we. See the year get rolling. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of episodes to do. Let's go with our Super Bowl predictions. Shoot.
1: So I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Bills and I'm going to go. going to go Bills and I'm going to go Pack.
0: Sometimes I think we're just two peas in a pod. But not, not so nice, my friend. Uh in my heart, it's a little different than my mind. My mind, I say Bills and Pack. Okay. There's a lot of pressure on the Bills.
2: A lot of pressure on the pack.
0: (laughs) Right. So because of that, I don't think it'll be the matchup that we think. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Get back to the Super Bowl this year. I'm telling you, there's something about Pat Mahomes, and I hope that I'm standing here at the insane.
2: I was right. I am going to go Chiefs versus Rams. Okay? Very similar to the Chiefs getting back to the Super Bowl against the Bucks. It's hard
0: to repeat. It is very hard to repeat. Like I said, I think the Rams will be fine. I think they do get beat week one. But I am going to go... Chiefs and Rams, once again, that Super Bowl that we should have been given last year, the Super Bowl that we should have been given after that 1,000-point game four years ago. I'm going Chiefs and Rams as of this point before the season goes, but Bills versus the Pack is an honorable mention. Uh,
2: So, yeah, that's the way I think it's going to go. I don't hate it. You didn't give me your MVP, though. Yeah, I did. Earlier in the show, Pat Mahomes. I, I like. I'm not. I can't stress it enough. I think he's going to
0: ball out.
1: So then, let me ask you this: Eric Dickerson's twenty one hundred and five is the season record. Last year, Jonathan Taylor had eighteen eleven. He had one more game, but I don't think that matters. If he does beat the twenty one hundred, does he get a VP?
2: Oh yeah, he would. But the, uh, there's another question to that, Do I think I don't know if
0: it's possible in this day and age with teams having two back, three back in the old reality of just having a But he had 18-11 last year Right, and look what that took and that was a monster year Mm -hmm. Um. So no, I think these days, the workhorse now you have the third down backs and things like that and you kind of share the love so like your running back just doesn't get beat to shit Unless you're like Derrick Henry, um <laughs> yeah, I just think that's one of those records that's just not not gonna get close to anytime soon
1: I mean, dude, that was in nineteen what eighty something
0: yeah, so like this day and age you're more like you're more likely 84. to see the two running backs with a thousand yards each, like you're more likely to see that now these days than you know.
1: I don't know, man. Like records are made to be broken. Time is cyclical. And every year you go by, like it exponentially gets higher chance it's
2: going to happen.
0: Yeah. But then you have like the Joe DiMaggio records of 56 or whatever it was,
2: straight games with a hit. Like some of them just aren't going to be broke. I know, Kirk. You're so right. Baseball's
1: so different, though. Like like a fastball when DiMaggio was playing was like 65 miles an hour.
0: These days, you think somebody's going to (laughs) get. <laughs> Dude, speaking so.
1: of cte i want to go back to the lsu game like that that rocketing of uh the lsu defender like that targeting call was like the epitome of what targeting was do you know what i'm oh,
0: talking about? yes when the quarterback was killed
2: yeah murdered. <laughs> great cat end
0: zone too by the way yeah, i know <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Well, before we get over that goal line, you want to give those ratings of those glasses there, buddy?
1: I mean, I think they kind of speak for themselves tonight. I mean, you and I both kind of hover around around the B range. I give a B minus and a B plus. I think you give a B and a B. So I'm going to give it a B.
0: I'm going to give B minus just for the fact that it's $65.
1: Ooh. I'm
0: going to go with you on that. Yes. $40. Great bottle. $45. Still good. It's just when you uh, I don't know. I know 63. It's the store no. pick thing going on and all that. So I'm gonna go B minus. I'm gonna change so my and agree grab with you. Several others before I would grab this one, but still solid pick. Glad I had it. Glad to say I tried it, ready to rock and roll.
1: You'd rather rather have that blue note though, wouldn't you? Oh, blue note crossroads. It's good stuff over there. Well, no, I mean the blue note uncut we did last episode at like what 45 50. No, that's per- what I'm saying.
0: That whole line of Blue yeah. Note. Get yourself some Blue Note.
1: Do Get that, listeners.
0: Blue Note and Blue Note. Give us some money so you can sponsor us. I would be
1: down with that.
0: Yes. Uh, all right. You ready to hurdle over that girl? Girl line. Girl line. Girl line. Girl line anyway, T- Gurley.
2: Anyway, Todd Gurley.
0: Let's do a front flip over that goal line. Here we go. Yes. All right, so we were pumped up and psyched out about NFL kickoff tomorrow. We gave you a recap of our fantasy draft. We gave you a little preview of the season to come, and we gave you our predictions for week one in college football and the NFL. Dick, hit him with the socials.
1: As always, Drammers, thank you for listening. Uh, Quick reminder to follow us on all the socials. Um, You've obviously got us on Instagram. Also, Facebook, uh, you can follow us at Fourth uh, Dram, 4-T-H-D-R-A-M on both of those, as well as shoot us an email at and goal at gmail.com or visit our website, and goal.com. Um, Make sure you're telling your friends about us. That's how we grow the show. That's how all shows grow the show. Um, make sure you're rating, reviewing us, liking, subscribing to us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Audible, CastBox, Spotify, uh, Podcasts, addict, et cetera, et cetera. We're on all of them. Um, We like to see how many uh, ticks we get every week um, as we see more and more viewers uh, following the show and giving us a listen. So with that, Kurt, uh, I'll kick it back to you for the quote of the episode.
0: Thank you, sir. It would be unjust if we did not mention and tip our hats to the great Sue Bird who called it a career last night, wrapping up a wonderful basketball career after years at UConn in the WNBA. So in honor of that, we'd like to close the show with a quote from her. If they think your dreams are crazy, show them what crazy dreams do. Wonderful career, Sue Bird. Here's to you. Cheers. And to the next snap and the next dram. Drink on, Drammers.